Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit, brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is Senate Hearing 33, written and directed by Jared McDerris, featuring the vocal talents of Ansel Birch, Kat Evans, Jared McDerris, Kim Fukawa, Alex B. Reynolds, and Lisa Burton. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and recorded by Arnie Parrott. Sound design and editing by Jared McDerris. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Greetings, fellow Romans. I'm Gregarious Pompus. And I'm the Stigial Arm. And you're listening to Senate Hearing 33, where we tell you all sides of the issues, so you can fairly and objectively arrive at your own conclusions. And have we got a doozy for you today? We have indeed. The rumours have been confirmed. The head consul will not be attending today's hearing. That's right, Gregarious. Hearsay and conjecture have flown about all night, alleging that Julius Caesar, a man claiming to know no fear, will be staying home today, caving to popular pressure from those suggesting that the Ides of March might pose a danger to his campaign or even his life. We go now live to the Senate floor, where our correspondent, Obsequious Toad, is speaking with one of the senators. Obsequious? Thanks, Gregarious. I'm here with Servilius Casca, Republican senator from Samnium. Senator Casca, what does Mr. Caesar's absence today mean for the future of the Republic? And do you think Mr. Caesar's cowardice, as you call it, will weaken his campaign? Speaking of, do you lend any credence to the theories that Mr. Caesar is moving to establish a dictatorship, a totally unprecedented and never-before-seen maneuver that would centralize power in a way that disenfranchises the common Roman, as opposed to our current ideal system of fair and democratic representative government? (laughs) Very incisive, Senator Casca. Thank you for your time. Gregarious? There you have it. Caesar's absence heralds the end of his campaign and the end of his career. Should we seek out another senator's opinion? No, I don't think so. Moving on. Vestigial, sorry to interrupt. I've just received word that Mr. Caesar has entered the building. You heard it here first, folks. The head consul has caved to popular pressure and is making his way to the Senate floor as we speak. Will he address the rumours of his illness? Will he speak of the recent violent storms plaguing his domestic programmes? And, most excitingly, how will he respond to the public backlash against the banishment of Publius Simba? We now go live to our plebe on the street correspondence, Pobody's Nerfect, to test the pulse of the Commonwealth. Pobody's! Thank you, Vestigial. I'm here with Tom Johnson, an industrial farmer. What's your view on Master Caesar's sudden arrival at the Senate floor? What I want to know is, how comes Julius Caesar and Marcus Brutus and all them Latium elitists want to feed our babies to the volcano at Pompeii? Caesar said he conquered Pompeii, but it's still there. We can see it. And now the imperialists want to feed our babies to it? I think you might be referring to Caesar's recent military victory against Pompey. All I know is we gotta stop all these baby killers before they destroy the livelihood of the small businessmen. And how many people do you employ at your small industrial farm? I gotta go. Of course. Ma'am, ma'am, how do you feel about known baby killer Julius Caesar's flight and sudden return to the Senate floor? What? Caesar? I mean, I like all the circuses and stuff, I guess. And you don't mind the tax increases that paid for them? Well, 
tax increases didn't pay for them. Expanded conquest did. Well... I mean, that's my worry. It's all good now with all the extra wealth flowing in, but most of that wealth is going to go to the Senate and Caesar's friends and all this foreign conquest is just going to turn these nations against us. Um... Rome used to be about bringing people in, you know? All this denial of Gaulish rights is going to have serious repercussions in the long run, I think. And, you know, yeah, I like the circuses, but I I don't like that they're coming from foreign conquest. Like, don't the senators and the patricians have enough money to fund this stuff themselves? Sorry to interrupt your weird and obviously wrong opinion, but we now return you to the Senate floor where Caius Cassius, one of Mr. Caesar's loudest opponents, has just knelt before him, pleading for the return of banished Publius Simba. Truly a touching display of bipartisanship. And how is Caesar responding? Let's listen in. <coughs> It appears Senator Caesar is caving to popular pressure and refusing to negotiate with Senator Cassius' touching display of bipartisanship. Cassius' beautiful show of unity is now being joined by other senators. You know, some of the rabble like to say that our show has lost touch with the issues that drive this fine, immortal empire, that we are allowing the drama of hyper-individualism to cloud systemic problems that affect the common folk. And these people are, of course, entitled to their opinions. Their weird and obviously wrong opinions. Of course, but when we look at displays like this, we can see at the end of the day our rulers are just people like us, capable of the same failures and victories. And that if we simply leave them to grow, to learn from their mistakes, then in the end, no matter how differing their philosophies, they will always come together for the good of all. Vestigial! What? What is so important? Oh my god, they're stabbing him so many times! Right? Like why? Surely twice is enough! But they're still going! Who would have ever thought that the governance of the Roman Empire could be subjected to violence? We are, we are, we are, we now go live to our Senate correspondent Obsequious Toad for an update. Obsequious? They're still stabbing him! Why? I don't know! This isn't rational or bipartisan at all! It's completely outside my frame of reference! This is coming from nowhere! It has no precedent and no precipitating incidents! Oh my god, they're bathing in his blood! What? They have bathed their arms up to the elbows in Caesar's blood and are now marching around the room screaming about liberty! Get out of there, obsequious! Get out of there! They've barred the door shut! Tell my wife I've always had mixed feelings about her! Oh my god, he's dead! Everything I know is a lie! Representative government is an obvious facade meant to facilitate the inhuman piracy of the wealthy. Wait, what are you doing? Get get away from me! No! Ah! Good morning, fellow Romans. I'm Obvious Facade, sitting in for Gregarious Pompous. For those of you just joining us, Julius Caesar, head consul and military commander, has died at age 55, killed by radical far-left extremists. What? Yes, the Senate is fighting to regain order. They're the ones that did it! It looks as though Mark Antony, statesman and longtime political ally of Senator Caesar, has come to speak with Senator Caius Cassius. We now go live to our Senate floor correspondent, Obsequious Toad, with an update. Obsequious? The... Uh, the... Uh, the... The... Uh... Just a minute, Obsequious. It sounds like Senator Cassius is making a speech. Let's listen in. 
Moving. In another beautiful show of bipartisanship, Caius Cassius is calling for unity in these unprecedented times. How is Mark Antony taking the news, Obsequious? He, um... He, uh... He said yes. He said yes. There you have it, folks. Cassius and Antony have agreed to reach across the aisle and work together, thus resolving this minor hiccup in the democratic process. The system works. Even when stretched to its limits, we can always count on representative government to fix itself, fix its people, and ultimately heal our nation. Vestigial. Ah. <laughs> Is there a problem, Vestigial? No, no, there are no problems. Um, uh, is the lead in your aqueduct affecting your health? One deranged activist says yes. Catch our next episode for an exciting expose on one malcontent's mission to ruin aqueducts for the Roman people. Pax Romana. Thank you for joining us for Starlight Radio Dreams, the Ides of Starch. Join us next month to hear fresh cereals and shorts while we watch Burlington's beard grow in real time. We'll see you Friday, April 30th for the April Showers Power Hour. Plant your seeds now, because we'll be offering words of encouragement all too soon. Until then, keep laughing and keep dreaming.